0: So, those of you who served our country, would you please stand if you were in the armed forces for just a moment? Would you please? We thank you. Let's thank them. You, perhaps, better than any of us, know the cost. You do. Thanks. Go ahead, be seated. know, if you haven't already done this, just take a moment to let this sink in. Let this sink in as best as this truth can humanly be absorbed by us. We are here now, enjoying The blessings of living in a country where we enjoy so many freedoms because there were people who were willing to fight and die for us. Remember the cost. Remember the cost today. In fact, don't remember just today. Remember the cost each day as you go about living your life in our free democracy of a country, enjoying all the rights and privileges that we are blessed with. Remember the cost of all of these liberties. You know, as I think about the ultimate sacrifice of life that so many countless thousands of men and women have made so that we could be free today. I can't help but see similarities to and between what Jesus did for you and me and the soldiers and what they have done for us in giving the ultimate sacrifice. Now, some of those who fought and died were drafted, weren't they? Some of them enlisted. They stepped forward and they said, here I am, I want to serve my country. But you know what? At the end of the day, whether you were a draftee or whether you had enlisted willingly, at the end of the day, the commitment was the same. To be willing to pay the price, the cost for freedom. You can see this also in Jesus. He volunteered, didn't he? He wasn't drafted. He was a volunteer. Listen to these words about Jesus from Psalm 40. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, O God. Now, those same words are repeated in Hebrews chapter 10, and they are specifically applied to Jesus. Therefore, when Christ came into the world, he said, Here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come to do your will. And then there are these words of Jesus that are written down in John chapter 10, speaking to his disciples regarding what he was about to do. The reason the Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own account. Jesus willingly stepped forward, didn't he? As so many of the men and women in our armed services, they willingly stepped forward and said, Here I am. Remember the cost. So many of those who died for our country and in service to our country were there voluntarily. Jesus came voluntarily and in a way each laid down their life for us as I look at the men and women of our armed services and their sacrifice, I say, what amazing bravery that they were willing to do that. And I look at Jesus and I say, and what amazing grace that he was willing to volunteer to lay down his life for us. Which brings me to another similarity between Jesus and our veterans. Our veterans had to leave home. And when they died, they were far away from their home and their family on the battlefield. As did Jesus. He left his heavenly home and gave up his life for us far away from his heavenly home on a battlefield that we call Golgotha, or Calvary, from Philippians chapter two. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even death on a cross. Remember the cost. Remember the cost of the freedoms that you and I enjoy. Many thousands of people gave up their lives on a battlefield far away from that place that they call home. And in Christ Jesus, he, too, gave up his life for us on a battlefield far away from his home. Here's another parallel between our veterans and our Savior. And to get at this one, there's a question I need to ask you. And it's a humbling question. And so I'll ask it of you by asking it of myself. Who am I to think that somebody should give up their life for me or even want to give up their life for me? You know, as you think about that question, let me add another dimension to it. And this dimension makes a difference between our veterans and our Savior in terms of dying for us. When it comes to our veterans who gave up their lives, I can safely say that none of them knew me personally. Not a one knew me personally. Each of them died for a person They did not know. When it comes to Jesus, that wasn't the case. Even though he lived and died way before my time, he knew me, which brings me back to that humbling question. Who am I? that someone should die for me, let alone Jesus. Because what did Jesus know about me? He knew that I was a sinner. And yet, even knowing that about me and knowing that about you, Jesus Christ willingly died for us. Paul puts it this way in Romans. You see, at just the right time, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died us. Remember the cost. Men and women died for people they did not know. Jesus Christ died for people he knew to be sinners and in both cases the cost of them dying for someone else was the shedding of their blood men and women in the Army, men and women in the Navy, men and women in the Air Force, men and women in the the Marines, they shed their blood so that we could be free. Jesus Christ also shed his blood that we could be free. If the Son sets you free, John says, you will be free indeed. Part and parcel of that freedom in Jesus is the forgiveness of our sins. And part and parcel of that freedom we have in Jesus is freedom from death. We will live forever in heaven because of him. That's what it is to be free in Jesus. Remember the cost. Let's go back to the Old Testament for a moment. At the end of their 40 years in the wilderness, the children of Israel had yet one more body of water that they needed to cross in order to get to the promised land, the the Jordan River. And miraculously, history repeated itself. Just as they entered into the exodus by God drying up the Red Sea so that they could walk across on dry land. When it came time for them, 40 years later, to enter into the promised land, God again backed up the waters of the River Jordan so that the children of Israel could walk across on dry land. And when that was done, God gave these instructions to Joshua. Moses was now dead. Joshua was the new leader of the children of Israel. And God gave these instructions to Joshua after they had crossed the Jordan River. In essence, he told Joshua to take 12 men, one from each of the tribe, send them back into the dry riverbed to gather a stone and bring that stone out and set it up in a heap. And now let me read to you the specific instructions which the Lord gave to Joshua go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Well, we don't have a pile of stones. We have a day, May 31st. And we have a meal that we're about to participate in, of bread and wine. And when our children and grandchildren ask what this day means, what does Memorial Day mean? Remember the cost. Tell them about the cost of the freedom that we have. Tell them of the cost of the lives of the brave men and women who made that sacrifice for them without knowing them. All so that they could be free. Remember the cost. And when it comes to this meal that we're about to, to celebrate, when the children ask, and what does this mean? Tell them the cost the cost of the forgiveness that they receive in that meal that is free to them, that is free to you, it's free to me because Jesus paid the cost with the sacrifice of his life. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I would simply change Paul's words to say what he's telling us there, when we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes, is we're remembering the cost, aren't we? Remember the cost. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.